0: This is a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week I watch and analyze a ridiculous amount of Fox News, and then I break it down. Lately I watched far, I was supposed to watch 15 hours a week when I when I designed this project, and boy, lately it's been a ridiculous, like double that, it's been nuts. So... I you could probably guess why I'm doing this. Uh so Friday night, I'm in my apartment. I got my little laptop going and Twitter is blowing up. Blowing up. Just one story after another. And at first I'm like is that misinformation? Is this craziness? Is this are these fake stories coming out of Russia? What's going on? So I kind of waited and hovered. Who's going to report on this? And then bam, CNN, bam, New York Times, bam uh, you know, Forbes, like, legitimate news sources, and I'm like, this is actually happening. Buckle up, everybody. And then I'm watching Fox, and I'm like, this network is completely ignoring the story. What the... So I was on a mission, and I said, I'm going to go through, I'm going to grab everything, and I'm going to see what the heck is up here. This is bizarre. So if you've been breathing... You've probably learned how to pronounce Yegevni Prigozhin, Yegevni Prigozhin. A pretty nasty human being who's not a hero by any means, not any sort of person to look up to, a mass murderer, pretty vicious, pretty brutal, but he decided to take his uh, band of mercenaries, the Wagner group, and challenge in some form or the other The Russian government and Russian military, which was like, what the heck is going on? Meanwhile, Fox is ignoring it. So I decided then I'm on a mission. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get every single show and I'm going to see what arc, what the heck is going on here. And if any show was going to report on this, it would be special report with Brett Baer. Brett Baer was not in. On Friday and they had a substitute which was Trace Gallagher so the voice you're gonna hear is Trace Gallagher so I just what I did was I went through all the shows Friday night and then I picked up some shows on Saturday working on a Saturday because I wanted to see what happened with this network because I was very confused at just the complete radio silence and probably one of the biggest stories that any of us have been alive to witness. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. So this is Brett Baer.
1: Tonight, White House lawyers are denying any political interference in the investigation into crimes by the president's son. So is Mr. Biden's attorney general. Yesterday, we told you that two whistleblowers contend Hunter Biden received preferential treatment. Earlier this week, we learned the president's son struck a deal with prosecutors that lets him avoid jail time.
0: So yes, Fox News thought the Hunter Biden scandal, never-ending scandal, was more important to report on than this coup attempt or mutiny, even though it's not on a ship. that was I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, can you have a mutiny and not be on a ship? I don't know. I'm not a maritime expert, but I kept going, I'm seeing a ship every time you say mutiny. Anyway, um, this rebellion, this possible start of a civil war, who knows what's going to happen... I definitely don't think it's over. Whatever. Crazy story. Absolutely crazy story. Twitter's going berserk. Regular news is going berserk. Everybody's posting about this. Every Like, everybody. Like, one story after the other. My phone's lighting up. And Fox News is talking about Hunter Biden. And I'm, I just, I, I'm like, I guess they just don't know how to spin it, so they're just going to ignore it and wait. I, I don't know what's going on. Now... A special report by Brett Baer because it is one of the legitimate news programs on the network. They went ahead and did include um, eight minutes and 15 seconds, which is kind of long for that show, about this crisis. Trace Gallagher, again, was the host. And um, they had Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg on as the one expert besides correspondents from Fox News that talked about it. They had people in Ukraine reporting live um, so it was like, okay, okay, Brett Bear got it, Brett Baer got it. Now, I included for this, I talk about a newsletter quite a bit, and the newsletter is the written version of the podcast, and what's fun about the newsletter, this bonus podcast, is that I have included a chart for every single show I covered. Now, I normally don't do this, but I thought it would be fun for this topic because you could really see how... Absolutely bonkers the uh, coverage was on Friday. So for Special Report, the Legitimate News Program, you go 30% of the airtime was Hunter Biden. 23% was this Russia crisis. 6% Faith and Freedom Coalition. 6% Charter Schools. And 6% China is a Threat. Those were all equal. Now, before I keep going, I should give a quick shout-out to my sponsor, the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism. At CUNY, and I am a proud graduate of that program. I'm also supported by listeners of this podcast and readers of my newsletter. The newsletter can be found at Substack for Decoding Fox News. I'm a big believer in Substack. It's been very helpful for me. Um, You can also go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News and donate that way. Um, The grant that I have is a very humble grant. This is a micro-budget project, and that grant will be ending in August, and I'm saving up everything I've made off Substack and Patreon. It's in a separate account, and I'm hoping that by the time that money runs out, (laughs) um, my income from Substack and Patreon will be enough that I can just glide into being self-produced and not have to worry about getting a sponsor or not have to worry about a corporation saying, I can't say this or I can't say that or I can't cover this. I can't cover that. No one can call me corporate media because I won't be corporate media. I will be listener supported media. And that's so exciting to me because that would be like power of the people media. Um and I think I can do it because this is tiny 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 micro budget. It's not that I have a big building to pay for or a huge staff or anything like that. It's me, a laptop computer, a microphone and two cats. They're actually I probably spend more money on their food than my food. Most days. Anyway, if you're a pet owner, you know what I'm talking about. We got to feed our baby. Now we move on to Jesse Waters' primetime, which was also guest hosted. That's kind of a theme for Friday night. There's a lot of guest hosts by Pete Hegseth, who's another regular at Fox News. I'm just going to play again that first 30 seconds and then break down what they covered on this show.
1: You see, but Joe was never laughing with us. Joe was laughing at us. And he's been laughing since the moment he stepped into the White House. But nothing like we saw last night. While Joe was welcoming the prime minister of India to a state dinner, you won't believe who was in the crowd, rubbing elbows and shaking hands with his fellow so-called Washington elite. And that's Hunter Biden. He was at the White House just like it was any ordinary week. Have you ever seen someone fresh off of federal charges smile this much with fake teeth?
0: And that was Hexas Big Burn to kind of point out that um, Hunter Biden has veneers or some type of teeth implants because he's damaged his teeth from smoking crack cocaine, which, of course, is that that's exactly what happens. And I'm like, that's kind of punching down, dude. It's kind of punching down. And, you know, honestly, if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't throw stones. And there's one Trump child who is he's an adult and he's known to make videos online where he does very aggressive um, air quotes. Very aggressive air quotes! And my dad, he was the greatest president in the United States, and how dare you! And my eyes are completely glazed over, and I'm just slurring, and my eye bloodshot, and I don't have a problem. I'm just, shut up! And he and his, his fiance both, when they do speeches, often scream. You know, she says, like, America, you are going to love America. And you know, I've worked in nightclubs. And I'm just going to say that that is uh, when volume just gets really, like, they don't seem to understand they're screaming. You're like, you know, and their eyes are very bloodshot, and they, they've they got that glaze, like a glaze donut. That is a very specific uh, look, and it indicates something. And I'm not going to say what it indicates, but I wouldn't be criticizing other people. Addiction is a disease. It's actually quite sad when someone's not getting help for it. Um, I find those air quote videos very depressing. But moving on, and this segues perfectly into the next clip. This one I found very humorous, and you'll, you'll know why when you hear it.
2: You could look at past presidents. I'm sure you have. She is historic.
1: I don't remember Barron Trump or the Bush twins flouting the law. Do you?
0: Yes, actually, I do remember the Bush twins flouting the law. They were (laughs) both busted for drinking when they were underage. And normally that's not that big of a deal. But the person whose restaurant they got caught at doing that really hated their dad because his dad had like screwed up their business. And so he was like out for blood. Yeah, he went ahead and like pressed charges. They're fine. They're adults. They got past it. But then there's also, let's keep going. Um, Ivanka Trump and her brother Donnie J- Jr. were both involved in a real estate scheme where they were nearly indicted for fraud because they were like overselling these condos. They were saying that, the you know, like, let's say they were saying like 60% of them were sold when like 20% of them were sold. And that's a big deal. That's, that is illegal. You can't do that. And then there was Eric Trump, who ran a charity, and he was taking money from the charity and kind of siphoning it to a business, kind of indirectly. He got busted for that. His dad also got busted for that and had to pay $2 million to several charities due to the state of New York, and they shut the entire charity down. So yeah, there have been some other kids. Uh, Oh, and then there's Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner took $2 billion from the Saudis about six months after he left the White House for... Um, some type of hedge fund, even though he's never run a hedge fund. He has no idea how to do that. And he, one of the buildings he bought um, that was like losing money and kind of a huge fiasco for him, was bailed out by the Qatar government, the Qatar government, I should say. I always want to say Qatar, it's Qatar, the Qatar government. And they apparently didn't even know they were doing that. It was like some investment. So, yes, 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 some past. Children of presidents have had some legal problems. I just want to add really quickly, too, that the Cutter bailing out the building that Kushner owned happened while Kushner was working at the White House, which he shouldn't have been doing anyway because we have anti-nepotism laws. But the Trump administration just, you know, they did what they did. They didn't care. Um, so openly flouting laws. Yes, P- Pete Hegseth. Yes. So Jesse Waters Primetime, this is pretty funny. These are the five categories for that show on Friday. Hunter Biden, 33%. SCOTUS supported Biden's immigration policy, 15%. Barack Obama complained about Fox News, 14%. Anti-trans, which is, a you know, regular, 14%. And, cannot make this up, defending bacon, as in the food, bacon, 9%. Now we move on to Fox News tonight, which also did not include a single second about Russia. Here we go. This is her first 30 seconds. An IRS whistleblower has officially released the most damning and revealing evidence in the Joe Biden influence peddling scheme. And that's what it is not the Hunter Biden scheme, but the Joe Biden one. The messages released show Hunter Biden wrote a shakedown message to a Chinese executive where he clearly references that his father, Joe Biden, sitting right beside him. But we were told Joe knew nothing about these foreign business dealings. Someone's lying. And we got no answers at the White House press briefing. So That's the new scandal du jour for Hunter Biden. And this is a text message that got revealed where Hunter Biden is saying to some Chinese um, business person, like, if you don't play ball with me, I'm going to tell my dad and he's going to you're going to regret that. And my dad's sitting next to me. And they're, the Republicans are all freaking out, going, well, we need to prove it. And I'm like, here's the, here's the thing. And the lawyer basically put it perfectly. He said, you're dealing with a using addict. He, They're not reliable narrators. They lie all the time. And again, if you've had an addict in your family, I'm laughing out of pain. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like they're on another planet. And you're they'll gaslight you. They'll lie. They'll cheat. They'll steal. They'll do whatever they need to do to keep using and it's very painful it's a very painful thing to go through so here's the funny thing they keep all these republicans are like we need to track down where uh biden was at the time now biden was not vice president and biden was not president when this text was sent still very inappropriate of his son to do that um however we have no idea even if biden was sitting next to him biden has no idea what his son's sending to somebody via text message biden has no idea he's not like i'm a greek like that doesn't prove anything I personally think that Hunter probably just made it up to try to sound like a big guy. Hunter, the one thing you will learn if you study the Hunter Biden laptop, which sadly I've had to, is he was a terrible business person. And he, a lot of these deals all fell through and he would have little breakdowns like that because he was a using addict. So this is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This story about Russia is definitely going viral. It's all over the place. Every single news outlet is covering it. It's dominating the news cycle. And Kaylee McEnany's not mentioning it. So where this gets just so egregious is her producers thought it was appropriate to spend four minutes interviewing Mike. His name is Mike Robeson. The man had a monkey with him named Winston. And he identified himself as the press secretary for Joe Exotic, the man who's best known for the Netflix series Tiger King. Now Joe Exotic is currently serving 21 years For 17 federal charges of animal abuse and two counts of attempted murder for hire of his rival Carol Baskin, and he's running for president as some sort of stunt. And again, there could be a civil war in Russia. But you know what? Let's include the uh, Joe Exotics press secretary because the man had a monkey. I, he, the man had a monkey. And at one point, true story, I'm capturing Fox on my old computer. And I've got my laptop where I'm editing stuff and I look over and while I'm, I was actually watching PBS because I wanted to see how PBS covered it. And of course, PBS covered it at 6 p.m. They didn't spend a lot of time on it, but they mentioned it. They're like, oh, because at that point, people weren't really sure what was going on. But I glance up at Fox News Tonight, which I was capturing live on my old computer that really can't do anything but (laughs) capture video. It's so outdated. And I look up at the screen and I go, there's a monkey. There's a man with a monkey on Fox News Tonight, as there could be a possible civil war in Russia. Okay then, Fox, you're on, you're on it. Hand on the pulse. And then I see the cryon and it says Joe Exotic. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? And Fox News Tonight did break uh, their broadcast for a breaking news story. And I I got excited. I said, here it is. They're finally going to talk about it. And it was like breaking news. And it was uh, the COVID, the government investigation into the origins of COVID nineteen found. Inconclusive. They don't know. And that was it. That was that was the story. And then Kaylee McEnany got really mad, like, how dare they not know? It's a lab leak. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So the chart for her show, uh, again top it was top six because there was a there was a tie. But Hunter Biden, 25%. Biden running for president, 18%. That's Joe Biden, of course. Republican candidates who are running for president, 15%. That's legit. 11% one-year anniversary of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Also legit. 10% trans athletes, because that's always important to Fox. And then 10% was Joe Exotic running for president. He got his own little section there. So moving on, we go on to Hannity, which was also guest-hosted. By Tammy Bruce, who's one of my favorites, because she's got a voice that'll cut right through steel. So Tammy Bruce, she just she is very opinionated and she's going to tell you something. I'm Tammy Bruce. So here's her 30 seconds. Special treatment for both Joe and Hunter Biden. According to two IRS whistleblowers, the father and son duo were protected by the DOJ surprise. According to these claims, Biden appointed U.S. attorneys blocked felony tax charges against Hunter. The laptop from hell was buried. Any investigation into the big guy himself was stymied. Now, this was another show that I was watching live. So it was very frustrating because this was on my regular schedule, Hannity. And I was just so frustrated because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're still talking about Hunter Biden. Nobody thought to even open with, I don't know, a minute. About Russia, you can't do that. You got to stick to this script of this ridiculous story that, like, nobody but your viewers and only like hardcore Fox fans even cares about. Like, your average American, I'm sorry, they keep claiming because Fox is really big with polls because they just, when they doubt, they'll just go, Well, a poll says, as if that's evidence of anything, which it usually isn't. And they're like, A poll says, a poll. And I'm like, Okay, great. Yeah, a poll of a thousand voters in Kentucky's, so whatever. I don't care. But yeah, she's just still pushing about this Hunter Biden thing. Now, they did break through about mid-show, and this was definitely not pre-taped because Tammy Bruce stopped, said, we've got a breaking news story. It's about Russia. And she showed it, and it was two minutes, and it was this correspondent in Ukraine. And I felt so sorry for this man because anybody, any war correspondent is risking their life. I don't care how close you are to the front lines. You're risking your life because anything can happen in a war. And this poor man has probably been working there for months, doing his best, reporting as best he can. And meanwhile, the network he works for just ignores this story. They never talk about Ukraine. And they only talk about Ukraine in in terms of, like, how much money is the U.S. sending. Uh, Tucker always turned it into this twisted pro-Russia narrative, which Ingram has begun to pick up on. So anyway, I'm just conflicted because I'm like, how can you keep ignoring the story? But again, two minutes. They gave it two minutes. Now, for Hannity's uh, top five topics for that night, a staggering 46% was dedicated to Hunter Biden. Nuts. Trans athletes, 19%. Anti-Biden, which was just generally Biden's stupid, look at Biden's gaffes, Biden bumbles, 16%. Democratic states are hell, which is a category that I made up, but it's sort of... They pick on a state and they'll just run stories about it, usually for a week. This past week, it's been California. Um, They've been going after Newsom quite a bit. And then 5%, because it was two minutes, was the Russian Wagner Rebellion. So that's it. So yeah, trans athletes got 19%, the Russian, which is evergreen for them, meaning they whip that out all the time. Now you could probably guess how Laura Ingram's going to start her show, because she's next. And again, this one I caught today. This one I caught um, this morning. It was like, yeah, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. And so this is the first 30 seconds of The Ingram Angle.
1: The explosive story of the IRS whistleblower about the Hunter Biden investigation, it's really instructive for many reasons. And I think chief among them is this impressive expanse of the Joe Biden protection racket, because this really is a Joe Biden scandal. And it, of course, includes the media that waited hours and in some cases until today to even comment on this
0: scandal. Now, the first tactic, ah, it's no big deal. So Ingram went on to a long extended segment about Hunter Biden where she broke it down. And she also included the same um, kind of pattern that Kayleigh McEnany mentioned, and you're going to hear this for the next few months, of this is not about Hunter Biden. This is about Joe Biden. You know, they're, they're trying to twist that to make it seem more important that people should care. Because I don't think, other than like the Fox News audience, the Hunter Biden story is really that big of a story. I, I just don't. I don't No one I know talks about it. It's just just this weird, like people make fun of it. Yeah, it's a laptop. And I would just say this. It's like a huge fatal flaw with this entire, you know, scandal. Is if you did not know that the FBI or random people or Rudy Giuliani or whatever would be going through your laptop at some point. I don't think people would be as careful. Right. And especially when you're dealing with a drug, an actively using drug addict. So the fact that they still haven't found anything that actually links him to actual crimes is very telling the other thing that's very telling is this new evidence that they keep finding none of it lines up you'd think if he got a five million dollar bribe from somebody there'd be evidence of that somewhere on this this laptop but there isn't and that's the other thing It's it's just like i'm not really buying this it's just a lot of homemade porn it's a lot of embarrassing things he has like long weird monologues he taped phone calls he taped himself just talking to people it's just it's so embarrassing and cringe and awful and nobody would want this out. So the Ingram angle. This is how her topics broke down: 25% Hunter Biden, 19% Faith and Freedom Coalition, which makes sense for her. 19% Learning loss in schools, 12% Trans athletes. That was really big last. Week. And then finally, Modi, the Prime Minister of India, meeting with Biden at the White House, which I, that should have been much higher up, in my humble opinion. That's actually a big story. So that was the Ingram angle. And now we go, we go to sleep. <laughs> And we wake up and I said, come on. Now, if they start, uh, you've got to make this a story now. Are you kidding me, Fox? It's a huge story. This is a huge, huge story. So I couldn't get the, um, I won't get into the details of why, but it's because I didn't hook it up to my DVR. Um, But I was able to get the last hour of Fox and Friends weekend, which I never watch. but I thought this will be fun. And there's Rachel Campos Duffy, the queen of crazy clips, on the show and so I'm like well this will be interesting And she did not disappoint So they spent 9 minutes and 30 seconds On the story So yay we finally are spending real time On this story And she included included KT McFarland The former Deputy National Security Advisor In the Trump administration Now McFarland worked with Michael Flynn <laughs> A retired Army Lieutenant General Who resigned over Revelations about his potentially illegal contacts with a Russian ambassador to the United States. And Flynn wow. Okay, so let's just this is the I I just want to get into this cuz this is like the best part of the podcast. So this is the this is how they opened the last hour, the third hour of Fox and. Free.
1: We begin this hour with a Fox News alert the Russian army now reportedly using Artillery and helicopters to open fire on advancing rebel convoys just 300 miles south of Moscow. This appears to have escalated. President Vladimir Putin is promising to crush the armed rebellion happening inside his country as forces that once fought for Russia inside Ukraine vow to march on the Kremlin.
0: Wow. Greg Palcott is live in Kiev, Ukraine with the latest. Greg, good morning. Ooh, now it's exciting. Now they're actually acknowledging that this is happening and we're not talking about Hunter Biden, although they did. Okay, so this next person, this next clip, I just want to get to these clips because it's worth getting to these clips. This is KT McFarland where they basically asked her and she's like doing this Zoom. But They basically asked her like, what do you think? And this is what she said and it's bonkers.
2: Nobody knows. I mean, it could be anyone of about five different possibilities. It could be that Vladimir Putin has a false flag operation that he's trying to somehow find a scapegoat, whether it's the Wagner group or whether it's his own defense department. It could be that the head of the Wagner group is trying to figure out how he can position himself either in a a coup, and like an anti-military pro-Wagner group coup, or how he positions himself to make Vladimir Putin look weak so that when there are critical elections in 2024, maybe Vladimir Putin doesn't win. It could be any one of those things, and it could well be that it evolves. It could start as one thing, and then Putin sees I can take an advantage here, I can take an advantage there.
0: Okay, she starts with false flag. Really? (laughs) Really, lady? You worked for the government and you start with, this could be a false flag right off the bat. Okay, that's a little nutty. Does she have anything to back that? She has absolutely nothing to back that. Now, crazy is about to meet crazy. And that is KT McFarland starts talking, starts chatting with Rachel Campo Duffy. Rachel Campo Duffy got her start on an MTV reality show and somehow ended up at Fox news. And you can tell, let me tell you, you can tell. So here's Rachel Campos Duffy's take. You know, back in the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan war, I was one of those people that just sort of believed everything that came out of my government. And now I don't believe I I don't believe a lot of it. And I'm always questioning things. And I
1: asked our last guest on this topic, Rebecca Koffler, if she thought it was possible Mm. that we could be um, behind this uh, attempted coup with the
2: Wagner group. And she said, it's definitely one of the possibilities or NATO. You know, I think she's right that the United States government, whether it's been actively or behind the scenes, been very involved in Ukraine, Russia for a long time. I mean one of the things I was struck with when I went to Ukraine right after the revolution in twenty fourteen, was that Russians would come up Pro-Russian Ukrainians would come up. They'd point to a hotel room in the Maiden Square. They would point to a window. I said, that's, where the, that's the CIA's office. They were directing this entire coup against the, the president of, of Ukraine, pro-Russian elected president of Ukraine. And so were we involved? Were we not involved? We always said we weren't involved, but, you know, maybe we were involved. Like,
0: what is going on here? This woman used to work for our government. She worked for a man who it believes in QAnon and promotes absolute nonsense who may or may not have been a Russian asset. And she's sitting here making stuff up with absolutely no evidence to back it up. No, talking to a random Russian on the street when you were in Ukraine is not evidence of anything. Do you understand that you worked for the U.S. government and the Russians knew that? And they're like, hey, go tell that lady some crazy story. Hello? Or it could just be gossip. Like, what on earth? And to say that the U.S. is behind this? I've got a great way to prove that we weren't. Now, I can't prove anything yet. But here's something that debunks that a little bit. Um, you know that uh, Air Force reservist who got busted because he was sharing all these secrets? And they, they released the secrets and there was a bunch of stuff that was very damaging to the United States and it showed that we were spying on Ukrainians and Zelensky and we were spying on a bunch of other people and yada yada. Guess what it didn't show? It didn't show that we were supporting the Wagner group. Haha. <laughs> you think that would have been a big one, right? You think. You think he would have released that. Showed no evidence of that whatsoever. And I don't think we would uh, we've done stuff like that before. Our government's done horrible stuff before. But I don't I don't see that because this this man, Yegevni Prigozhin, is a nut job. And I don't think our, our government would be like, that's a good idea. Give that guy money. Because he was also incredibly close with Putin. And, um, you know, he was like the chef for Putin. He was the caterer for Putin. He was like best besties with Putin. And now they're like fighting. But I still don't see that the U.S. government going, let's trust that complete lunatic. Given the full history of how close he was to Putin and how... Just volatile his personality is. I I I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not saying the U.S. wouldn't do it, but I, in this case, I don't think we would do it. I don't think so. Just because this guy is a nut, absolutely. Like I I kept saying when I was watching the footage, um, today I'm like he he'll kill anybody. This guy doesn't care. He'll kill anybody. He'll kill anybody. He doesn't care. Like I've I've seen enough segments about him and his group. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, so we're moving on. I got. I thought I'd go with another um, kind of legit news show and then try another um, opinion-based show. So I did Cavuto Live, which came on right after this, and it was so stellar. So I'll go down the chart for Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends, the show that I just played the clips from, was 25% was the Russia... Uh, Wagner situation, twenty-one percent. Hunter Biden, because why not? Chris Christie running for president was thirteen percent. COVID nineteen origin report that they talked about in the other show was ten percent. And then tying for fifth was climate change doesn't exist at six percent. And the armed armed forces cup, a golf tournament, also got six percent, which that makes sense for that show. So we're going to move on to Neil Cavuto. And stark difference. I can't even
1: tell. uh, Something that is so stunning that's going down right now in Russia. That's right, Russia. Today, the scene Russian tanks rolling into Moscow to protect it from what President Vladimir Putin is calling a rebellion. Not from Ukrainian supporters, try Russian mercenary fighters. The Wagner Group claiming control of the Russian city of That That is the same group, by the way, that's been fighting the Ukrainians at a cost of more than 20,000 Russian soldiers' lives. Its leader blames many of those deaths on Russian military leaders.
0: Now, what was kind of amazing about this show is I've never watched a full episode of Neil Cavuto. Uh, he normally comes on in the week, and then on the weekends, there's Cavuto Live, which is the show I watched. And it was actually two hours long. I just... Took an hour out of it because I wanted to see what he would do with it. He's one of the legit news people on the network. And I will admit I was impressed. It felt like a normal news program. Uh, They had Dr. Mark Esper, former defense secretary from the Trump administration. And he's kind of a character, but he didn't do anything like what McFarland just did in Fox and Friends. He was straight. He didn't make any wild assumptions. He didn't make any claims. He couldn't back up. They also had Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis come on, also retired from the U.S. Army. Similar. He didn't say anything crazy. Kept to this, kept only, they both of those men only discussed things that they could verify. So there was no, well, this, this is false flag, NATO. They didn't say anything like that. They just basically gave detail and some background in Putin, stuff like that. I was very impressed. I couldn't believe it was a Fox show. So, his uh, th- there was only three categories for Cavuto because so much of it was dedicated to the Russia story. 59%, 32% was on that uh, submergible that sank. Um, they talked to the co-founder of the company who's no longer with the company anymore. And then 9% was dedicated to a series of severe storms across the country. And they went into detail about that. Now we're finally moving on to the last show, One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. I have never seen this show as well. I don't watch Fox on the weekends. He had four experts. Uh, General Jack Keane, who Kilmeade loves him. They work together quite a bit. Jack Keane is right out of Dr. Strangelove, the movie, the classic movie. He's a character right out of that movie. Um, he's tamer. Like McGregor's the one that's just, what the heck did you just say? McGregor will say absolutely wacky things. Wacky, wacky things. Keen is, is more straight and narrow. They had Dan Hoffman, former CIA station chief in Moscow. They had a man named Dan Blaik. Uh, now, they kind of misrepresented what he did. I had to look him up. He's the former chief investment advisor to the prime minister of Ukraine. They just called him an advisor. And I'm like, wait a second. And he's a Canadian. It was That was a weird one. Um, and then they had Senator Lindsey Graham. Not an expert, but because he's a senator, I included him. And Lindsey Graham was actually pretty toned down. I was shocked by that. Um, Here's the first 30 seconds of Brian Kilmeade. It's a little bit longer because he he had kind of a more interesting... We're straight to
1: a Fox News alert. I know you've been watching all day, the rebellion in Russia. So far, it looks like it's halted. Over the last 24 hours, we've seen the greatest threat to Russia's Vladimir Putin's power since he took over in 1999. The world watched Vladimir Putin's mercenary army turn its forces from Ukraine over to Moscow, getting within 125 miles before pausing. A deal was cut. Just as sudden as their unopposed blitz down at the M4 highway came a deal with the Wagner mercenary chief, and he turns back, and he has maybe bugged out. Video showing its leader, you have Jenny Pr- uh, leaving Russia as he retreats, his forces agreeing to remove himself uh, from the bloodthirsty group he founded they're supposed to uh, they're supposed to fold the Wagner group into the regular Russian army good luck with that
0: now I could tell that um Brian Kilmeade probably wrote that script with somebody that wasn't somebody else writing that because he bugged out and the longer the longer monologue was actually pretty funny because um, he uses that kind of almost cartoonish language and he's Brian Kilmeade so it's always like what he actually surprised me because he was also he reined it in. I was expecting far more sensational coverage. Kilmeade is very hawkish um, for Ukraine. He's very critical of Biden, but he's very much like I want Ukraine to win. I, you know, we got to crush Russia. It's bizarre. Fox is not consistent on this. Tucker Carlson was incredibly pro Russia. Laura Ingram is moving more towards the pro Russia um, camp lately. Hannity is pro Ukraine. Kilmeade is incredibly pro Ukraine, and the rest of the anchors had kind of put in more of a neutral, like we shouldn't be spending money over there, kind of situation. Um, So I was expecting more drama with Kilmeade, but he was he was uh, he he had a segment on China later that was really nutty, really nutty. But his his uh, Russia coverage was pretty straight and narrow. I was genuinely shocked. So he spent. 48% of his airtime on the story. So look at that difference. (laughs) What the heck was going on? Some producer at Fox was like, we have to cover this. Also, uh, I heard from a source, can't completely verify this, but um, his show was live and it's normally taped apparently on Saturdays. But he came in to do this live because of the story, which I understand. Anyway, uh, China is a threat. 15% uh, Hunter Biden 13% subway choking death. That's the uh, Jordan Neely death with uh, Daniel Penny. Uh, I just call it subway choking death. And then 7% was viewer mail, which was just a segment he apparently always does. So um, you could tell it was live. You could tell the show was not pre-taped because there was no way you could do this with, with it being pre-taped. So I promised on Twitter that I was going to throw in some uh, kind of simple Russian phrases Because I went to the Soviet Union in 1990. It's why I'm not a fan of communism or Soviet-style communism specifically. Not a fan. Um, And I have very strong feelings about that. And I I went with this group that was a student exchange program that was based in the performing arts called Peace Child, which uh, was very kind of corny but sweet. And it was a bunch of Americans. We went over there and... Sometimes they would send Soviets over to the United States. It went back back and forth. And there was more than one country. They went to several countries. But the main one was the Soviet Union. So this very unique um, experience to go over there right before it collapsed. In 1990, there was an actual coup attempt while I was... We had just gotten back to Dulles Airport. And there was a... Um, I don't know if it was called Dulles back then. I, now I just know it's Dulles Airport. But I think it may have had a different name. I don't remember. But we came back, and uh, there was a coup attempt that happened, like, while we were, like, on the plane. <laughs> but And we were all freaking out. But uh, nobody got hurt. There was no real coup. And the Soviet Union collapsed, like, Chris, Christmas Eve, I believe, or Christmas Day uh, in 1990, 1991. And they played Swan Lake on the TVs. Anyway, a very, very strong connection to Russia because of this. And a uh, very strong and half my neighbors are Ukrainians. So I get very emotional about this story. I don't blame the Russian people because I know they don't really have the same freedoms that we have. So it's, it's a tough story. It's a t- they can't vote. They can't protest. Not really vote. Not really. Their elections aren't really free. And they can't protest. They don't have free media. They're basically under the boot of Putin. And so it's not the same situation as, like, you know, this country rising up and saying, let's go invade Ukraine. They're just trying to get by. Your typical Russian citizen is just trying to survive to the next month. So very simply, if you want to say hello in a very formal way, you'd say If you want to say, um, and it sounds like you're kind of sneezing, that's no, for yes. And then you'd say like, the thing that you'll say 800 times in a foreign country, if you don't really speak the language, which I did not is Yani which is I don't I don't understand. <laughs> and I would say like which is I'm an American woman. And the funny thing is, and my family got a huge kick out of this is they all thought I was German. In the big cities they did. If I was in a city, people thought I was a German tourist because I didn't wear like I wore like black pants and like dressed like a weirdo. So people assumed I was a um, European, which is I get that in New York all the time. People always think I'm a European. And I'm like, no, no, just my family didn't mix it up enough. Sorry. <laughs> Boring. Anyway, that's the podcast. Um, I wish I do more. Kleb. That's like bread, I believe. Chai, tea. That's a really easy one. Anyway, moroshnia, moroshnia, ice cream. I could do this for days. I won't. I'm going to bore you. I have to get, I can do bad Russian accent. How about that? I do very bad Russian accent because I went to Soviet Union and I met people and they were like, hello. Oh, here's fun thing about Eastern Europeans in general. I loved this about them. In America, you say to young woman, you're beautiful young woman. And in America, we say, oh, no, I'm not. I look bad. I got up late this morning. No, yet. Eastern European young woman, you say, you're a beautiful young woman. And they say, thank you. I know. (laughs) And I always thought that was a much healthier way of dealing with it. (laughs) I'm like, we're only young once. Come on. Can't you just enjoy it? You're 22. You're gorgeous. Can't you just say, yes, thank you. (laughs) Why not? Why do you have to, like, Americans are all beating ourselves up all the time. I'm like, we don't have to do that. Anyway, Thank you for listening if you've made it to 42 minutes. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so at my substack for Decoding Fox News. You can go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News. My cats, Odin and Thor. Send their love. They're both sleeping. I'm exhausted. Now i got to listen to this to make sure there's no gaps. And I'll be posting it momentarily. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you at the next podcast.